0: Shri Gauri Vaishnava Guru Parampara ki jai, Krantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Shri Krishna Janmasatami Mahamutsava ki jai, Paur Bhaktavrinda ki jai, Paur Premanande. Morning. So we've been discussing the glories of Sri Ram Balaram, Krishna's elder brother, and we continue that discussion today. We have spoken a bit about the Balaram Tattva in general, and then we spoke about his slaying of two demons in the brudge area. Rajamandhal, the ideal, the uh, the, the goal, the, the destination of the Gaudiya people. Hmm. So from there, Krishna, the wealth of that place has come through Nam Kirtan, via the agency of Gaur and Nityananda. So this is our destination, and in that place, in the context of this Leela, Balaram slayed the demons Denuka and Prahlamba Sura. And uh we spoke about the significance of those demons in terms of how they get in the way of our can get in the way of our spiritual practice and how we should be vigilant to uh weed them out, to avoid them, be intelligent and gravitate towards the good association essence of the teaching. So, these are the two that Balaram killed in the brudge, but there is another demonic influence as well that he attended to that has something to do with the brudge, bhakti.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, it took place outside of Vrindavan.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In one sense, everything he does has something to do with Vrindavan. The whole of the Matura and Dwarkalila is a reflection back on the Vrindavan Leela showcasing its super-excellence by contrast and so forth. But specifically, in relation to Vrindavan, um, he dealt effectively with another demonic force. And that is found here in the 78th chapter of the 10th Canto. Hmm? Killing of Romaharshana so it's uh, mentioned here about some midway through the chapter. The chapter begins with a discussion of how Sri Krishna killed Dantavakra and then Viduratha and how these were the last two demons that Krishna killed. He put his weapons down after that.
1: Hmm.
0: Dantavakra had uh, wanted to fight with him because he had killed Krishna had killed Shalva, so he was very upset with this. And uh, at the same time, he was a little cautious because by now, so many demons had been killed. There was only a couple left, <laughs> really. And uh, so he reasoned that Krishna uh, had uh, was was not that good with the, with the club. Hmm. I think. He passed the fighting of, uh, with, of Jarasand off to, to Bhima and they fought with, with clubs and so forth. So he thought, Krishna's not very good with a club and so there, he didn't enter that fight. And, and then he also thought, if I'm to fight him, I'll fight him with a club, but I'll not fight him at a distance from his armies and his place, Dwarka. Hmm. So he challenged him and so forth and it caused some disturbance. Just so happened in the in the district of Mathura, which is his place, more so, hmm? mm-hmm. and just across from the river there, the Jamuna is Vrindavan. Hmm? So Krishna went to Mathura. to actually described in the first canto. The habits of Dwarka are speaking there, and they they lament how sometimes he goes away hmm? to Mathura indirectly mentioned um, but uh, it's an important verse very important verse because it it um it it tells us that Krishna went back to Mathura which is something we as I've mentioned before we should be wondering about how he could leave all the inhabitants of Vrindavan and Mathura Mathura mandal hmm, and never return there when he said he would return and he promised it would be returned through through Uddhava, through Balaram, and so forth. Mm. And of course, if he goes back to Mathura, how can he not go to Vrindavan? It's just across the river. Mm. So, this is the the verse that gives us the lead to that. And of course, the Goswamis have have highlighted it and have uh, supported their understanding of the verse what the inhabitants of Dwarka are saying Mm. with References from Padma Purana and uh, Harivamsa Purana and so forth that go in some greater detail of how Krishna crossed the Jamona, spent two months with all the inhabitants of vrindavan collected them and went to the Aprakat Leela. Hmm. Then manifested in another form to continue the end of the Dwaraka Leela. And that means also the Kurukshetra War and all these things. He didn't fight after that. Hmm. In Kurukshetra War, you know he was only the, the Parthasarati, the chariot driver of Arjuna. Hmm? Arjuna did the rest of the fighting. And Balaram uh, didn't want to participate in the Kurukshetra War. Nobody really wanted to. Hmm? But uh, Duryodhana pushed the issue and uh, there was no pacifying him. So while all attempts were there to settle the matter diplomatically, and so forth Uh, it wasn't possible due to the obstinance of of Duryodhana and so it had to take place but Balaram uh, he had some close relationship with Duryodhana on the one side and with Yudhisthira of course on the other Hmm? by circumstance and so these were the two captains of the two sides and he just bowed out altogether and decided to travel, go on pilgrimage.
1: Hmm?
0: And there happened to be a couple of other demons that needed to be dealt with. And so, by extension, through Balaram, Krishna's dealing with them in the south, South India. While he himself has put down all of his weapons, now he's speaking. Upanishadic wisdom, he's speaking about ahimsa in Bhagavad Gita. This is one of the main themes in Bhagavad Gita, of course. And, um, and so Valaram has gone south and he comes to the famous place, Naimisharanya. Naimisharanya. Naimisha means, anaimisha means not blinking. Hmm? Ananya means forest so it's a non-blinking forest <laughs> it means it's a place of Vishnu because his name is also Ani- Animisha Animesha, who does not blink that means he doesn't miss a thing right? not for a second hmm? he sees everything hmm? the eye of Vishnu um, tad Vishnu paramam param sala paśanti hmm. you know Kapchidamarsh, Kuchipatridmarsh has given beautiful commentary on this Rigveda mantra. Om Tad Vishnu, Paramam Padam Sadapanchanti Yat hmm. like, uh, like, the sun is everywhere. So, his he is above, his feet below, seeing with his feet everywhere, everything, not missing anything. We can't hide from him. We can deceive ourselves and think that. Uh, our unbecoming activities are unnoticed, but it's not the fact. Hmm? Uh, so, therefore, we have to keep sadhusanga, so that we always, always uh, behave ourselves appropriately hmm? for our own interest. And we decorate ourselves like this, these kind of ornaments of kuntimala and and so on. Hmm? So, he went there. Another meaning of the word Naimisha for you, you Naimisha and naimisha with a cerebral, s in the latter case, uh, it means like, like a like the blink of an eye, very quickly. So it's a place where, where, uh, a demon was killed very quickly, and so it said that if you go there very quickly, you can get a good result. So the sages had gathered there, many of them and they were uh, doing like a Shastra Yajna, hearing the scriptures from one Roma Harshana. what was his name? It means whose hairs stand on end, or who had a way of speaking that would excite people. Hmm? Uh, but unfortunately, as we'll hear from the text, he spoke in such a way that it gave a thrill, but his... Personal conduct was otherwise. Hmm? And so noticing this Balaram felt pressed to deal with it. Hmm? He said here or the text says here So art chitaha subaraha kitasana parigraha ru mahasanomasinamashisham aikata. So he had Ro-Maharsha Anasimham, he was seated seated on the, the seat that was steam, and the dais, and he had some reputation, some qualification. maharshi Shisham Aikshita, he was a, a sishya, the disciple of the Maharshi. Means of Vyas. Vyas was the great editor of the the Shabda, the sound, the immortal sound, the non human sound uh, the, the transcendental sound that was then taken for Kali Yuga the idea is and um, divided and um, written down that oral message and um, the different sections and so forth and different persons were commissioned to do that and and so on and Goss was the big editor and harshan was uh, one of his students, so he had some something going for him, hmm? but uh, it said that Balaram became angry upon seeing him. He said that it said that after being worshipped, Balaram arriving there by all the assembled Brahmins and so forth and sages, um, he accepted uh, the seat of honor, and then he noticed that. Harshan had remained seated as he arrived while all the others stood up and greeted him and acknowledged his uh, position, which, as we've been hearing, is a pretty important uh, position. Whether we fully understood it or partially understood it, even, it's worth standing up. When it's a way of showing respect. Oh, yes, somebody's here. Stand up. You know, Greet them and so forth. Show respect. But Harshan remained seated. Hmm? And he, although he was a disciple of Vyas and he was learned by, in consideration of the social order, hmm, he was uh, on the lower rung, if the will, of the ladder than those who he was speaking to him. thought, this is out of place. Why is he taking a seat above everybody else and so forth, not a humble position and so forth? And then he thought, and he has not um, acknowledged myself in a way that is appropriate and good for him and and is the is the conduct of the of the teacher of the veda to know what it's all about and if it, the veda personified comes into the room and, uh, so he indicated he didn't know what it was all about he was talking but he had not learned really he had not as a result of his recitation and so forth not developed the good qualities, control of the mind, the senses, uh, humility, mm. and and realization. Mm. And so, uh, Balram was quick to uh, remove him from the seat of esteem. Mm. And uh, he, uh, he slayed the Romaharshan this is very powerful. They think, well, how would he do that? Of course this is a different time and this is Leela. So uh, the, 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 the implication is that he was very upset with the idea that an unqualified speaker would be in the position of speaking um, from the sacred texts and thereby misrepresenting them, shooting a blank gun, so to speak. It had a sound, but no bullet. Hmm? If there's no realization behind that, it doesn't have the power to to enter our heart. It may entertain our head for a while, Hmm? but it won't go into our heart and affect a change. Hmm? That's why we are told we should speak according to our realization that will have power. Hmm? So he had very little realization and he had a big assembly, and Balaram came down like a like a ton of bricks with a straw, with a piece of grass, <laughs> kusa grass. He killed him with the tip of the, the kusa grass, which the mat for sitting on is is uh, is made out of. Uh, so the idea, the implication here in the Lila is this: Balaram made it very clear to us. Hmm? Oh, we need to learn something from the Lila now for our own practice and so forth. That that. Uh, there's a qualification for speaking. It means more than being initiated, it means more than uh, being uh, uh, academically acquainted, learned in a the theory. It has to have translated out into realization. Therefore, samatpani srotriyam brahmanishtam. Two things. Hmm. Samatpani srotriyam brahmanishtam. Samatpani means like what? To, to carry water. Hmm. So, this means some humility. We heard earlier in our discussions briefly how one disciple of Ishwar of, of Madhavendra Puri reacted in one way at the time of his passing to his mood of separation. How another disciple, Ishwar Puri, reacted in a different way. Who was the first one? What was his name? Ramchandra, Ramchandra Puri. So he was a disciple, he was initiated by Ishwarpuri, Puri, but he didn't understand what, Ishvara, what, what by Puri. he didn't understand what Madhavinda Puri, his guru, was about. Ishwarpuri, Puri, on the other hand, he understood, and how is his, was his service characterized? Well, Ramchandrapuri was proudly going around and preaching. He had the audacity, for example, in, in, in Gorlila, to to preach to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu he came to have the to visit with chaitanya mahaprabhu when he saw in in where mahaprabhu was staying some ants on the floor some ants on the ground so he 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 concluded hmm this chaitanya eats too many sweets otherwise why would there be ants on the floor so the idea is that when people are envious they can find they, they put things together in such a way that's just unbelievable hmm. Unbelievable conclusions they come to, distortions of reality. Hmm? So he is the, in the lead the personified of this envy. There's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, humility personified, giving love of God to everyone, forgetting about eating and uh, sleeping, and when eating, eating, the, uh, serving all the devotees with his own hands, Mahaprasad before he would take sometimes, and so forth, and. Uh, and, and, and no one could find any fault in him but somebody could <laughs> so there's always somebody out there unfortunately mm-hmm. in the guise of a devotee often we find this Bhaktivinoda Thakur said and he is wearing the Kuntimala neck bead and he's wearing the Sika and, but he is only Kali Chela a Chela means disciple of Kali Yuga hmm? so Ramchandra Puri, Ram, Ramchandra, Ram, Ram, was it? Ramchandra Puri was uh, Kali hmm? See how he found a fault in the perfect sannyasi. I mean, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a sannyasi, and sannyas or vairagya, renunciation is one of the six opulences that Parashara has, the the the, the father of YAS, has invoked. In, in terms of defining Bhagavan. He said, Aishvaryasa samayak samas samayasa Yasya shriya gayus gayuscaiva Wealth, beauty, strength, wealth, beauty, strength, fame, knowledge and renunciation. He said, these are six opulences. If people have wealth, they're attractive. If people have uh, strength, they're 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 we're attracted to the muscle man or whatever he's in good shape you know, <laughs> or if they have if they're famous hmm, um, and uh, and so on, uh, beautiful, hmm. if they have knowledge and if they have renunciation they actually become very attractive. We think what's what's about that guy or that gal you know, doesn't need anything lives in the forest, eats only tulsi leaves on a codice and uh, so. Parashara said. Who has these six opulences, which 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 make a person attractive, hmm, in full, completely? This is Bhagwan, who is all attractive. Jiva Goswami said, "Irresistible" would be a better way to describe it. Hmm? This is the name for God, Krishna, means all attractive, means irresistible. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in, in with regard to his sannyas, he shows this. By ragya, to the extreme, and as I said the other day, these big and senior, older sannyasis like 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 Keshava Bharati, Brahmananda Bharati, who wore only the deer skin, and Keshava, is it? So many of them. There were nine of them. Hmm? They are the metaphorical roots of the tree of of bhakti. Uh, of love of God, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu planted. It's rooted in, uh, uh, in 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 renunciation of the world. Hmm? Um, uh, yeah. So they were heavy, stalwart fellows, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, a young boy of tw- 24 years of age, his sannyas frightened them. The measure of his vairagi when he would show it, it was it, it was superhuman. They could understand. And Ram thought found, found fault in his renunciation. Hmm? thought, he can't control his tongue. There's ants on the floor, it's obvious. <laughs> ants are everywhere, they go everywhere. Uh, so this is, this, is, this is a very nice example of how envious people can uh, interpret a thing hmm? and, 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 and see something beautiful and turn it into something very ugly. Ishwar Puri, by contrast, the other disciple of Madhavendra Puri, he wasn't going around finding fault in people and saying, you know, how renounced are you? How renounced are you? Hmm? What was he doing? Hmm? Madhavendra Puri was bedridden and Ishwar Puri was, was taking care of him in every way. Hmm? When the call of nature uh, came in his samadhi, of Madhavendra Puri, Ishwar Puri was there, taking care of him and cleaning his body and so forth. And it, it, not a real—it's um, not like sitting on the seat and giving the talk and, it, and so forth. But it—it—it's it, it, it's menial service. This means samatpani, hmm? samat pani, to carry water, hmm? to bring wood for the fire for the yogya, menial service. Hmm? What does Krishna say in the Gita? Pranipat Pariprashnena seva So, to inquire submissively and, and humbly render service. This is the idea. There's so much can be learned from that. Hmm? Who's doing that has learned something also. Hmm? So, Ishwar Puri, he got the blessing. Mm. Of Madhavendra Puri, uh, had it, what shape did it take? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became his disciple. He became the guru of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm. That's a beautiful story, also. Mm. So Samadpani, and who has done that, served the guru in this way, and Shrotriyam then, has has learned thoroughly the the theory. Hmm? Familiar with the sacred texts, uh, and then Brahmanishtam. Hmm? He's heard in such a way that it's gone in, and not one ear and out the other, but in one ear and down into the heart, into the cave of the heart, and stay there. Hmm? Those things that we hear, that we say, yes, that's true, I need to do that. He, He kept all those things right there in the heart, and then he built a house, built a temple. In his heart, for the Lord to sit in. This is this is the proper. Hmm? This is what the Guru has has done. This is the idea. Hmm? To hear submissively. We hear something. We go. We know. Yeah, that's right. Right. I need to do that. And we do it. Hmm? You don't let it go in and sound really good. I like that. And keep circling around and other things to do. And well, it wasn't that good anyway. And, and reason about it. Well, well, it sounded good. Yeah, but not right now. It's. You know, not, we heard it because we were supposed to hear it then. <laughs> and we let the mind talk louder and it went away and it became lesser important and too much of that. And then the scriptures stopped speaking to us. Hmm? So we should, we need to pay attention. Hmm? So Ramaharshan, he was not like that. Hmm? And he took the seat of steam. So Balaram make a strong point about this. He came down very heavily on him. Hmm? And, um, of course, then to tell the story, before going into all the implications further of it, uh, it was a problem because the sages had given him a benediction. Balaram actually hadn't fully understood the situation, as it turns out. Hmm? Interesting point. In other words, they had—he was appropriate for him to sit there because they had given him a blessing to sit there and had given him a blessing to sit and speak for a thousand years and so forth. Even though ordinarily, by the social norms, social religious norms of the times, he wouldn't have been in such a seat. Still, he was wrong for not showing respect uh, to Balaram. So they said, "Well, look, you know, we actually gave him the blessing for this, but of course, he was wrong for not respecting you. That's a fact." Um, but what to do now? Balaram said, "Well, give me some atonement." I said, "Oh, you're the independent Godhead. You don't have to atone for anything. Hmm? How can we tell? Give you something? You know, something. Tell you something you should do to atone for?" He says, "No, no. I, I, you, you're Brahmins, and uh, so he's moving from his omniscience into his manushum, his madurja, hmm, his humanness, hmm, and I made a mistake, or so it appears." Mm? kind of mm? with regard to why is he sitting on the seat and, and so forth not because he didn't get up that that was correct so they said well uh, here's what we suggest then mm? you don't need to do anything but for the benefit of others you can set an example by doing some atonement mm? so others will learn by your example and um Meanwhile, there's another problem, and the problem is that we are Brahmins, and we gave a benediction to Ramaharshan, and you'd have a long life, and you've killed him. So the Brahmins' words are supposed to come true, because they're truthful. This is the classic idea of the Brahmin. And so the wise and genius expert Balaram said, Well, let's do it like this then. I will take the son of Ramaharshan, the Sutta, Overall Maharshan was seated here He seated here. His name is Ugrashava. Ugrashava. Shava means here to hear, and Ugra means like like tenaciously, like very very like super attentively it would mean, with regard to hearing. So he had a real good tendency to hear. It means he could hear in the right way. Not that it would go in his head, move around for a while and come out the ear come out a shadow of it come out his mouth to just uh, attract other people Hmm? and let him feel big and important and so forth. No he could hear properly. Hmm? So Balanaram selected him and he said there's a saying in the sacred text that the father is born again as the son so here's the father again in another form so we place him on the seat that way your benediction will be kept in place Mm-hmm. And this way, Balram established a speaker at Naimisharanya who was qualified, mm-hmm. who eventually, at the time of the Pariksit Maharajas, coming to the bank of the Ganges, fasting from food and drink for seven days, a night after he was cursed to die in seven days, and seeking throughout his kingdom from all the learned people what to do, what is the most important thing to do at the time of death, this big assembly, the, the emperor, not the, king, not the king, but the emperor of India was... Imagine if, you know, the president of the United States decided to fast till death on the bank of the Hudson River. Hmm? They're having a kumbh mela there, I was told, in 2012. I was just invited. <laughs> so, uh, uh, imagine, you know, that it would like world news and all the reporters would be there and everything. So, so many people went. Apparently, Sutta Goswami went because it's stated repeatedly in the Bhagavatam, as we mentioned the other day, that he was there when, when the boy Sukadev came on the scene, the naked boy, 16 years old, oblivious to the external world, walked into the assembly and everybody said, he knows how to solve the problem of death. He has no attachments. And death is a problem because we're attached to things we can't keep. So it becomes a problem. If we've learned how to let go of those things, and in the context of that, we've found something more than a thing. We found ourselves. Hmm? As I said, the best things in life, I don't think I'm the only one that said it, but are not things. Hmm? We're the best something, whatever it is. <laughs> it's a subjective, it's not an objective thing. Hmm. It's ourselves. We find ourselves by letting go of the things that we've Cluttered ourselves with attachments and an identity that's formed on the basis of those attachments and so forth. We're bigger than that, actually. Mm -hmm. So the Sukadev was uh, was naked. that meant to them he has because he was obviously not an ordinary naked child, a boy of sixteen. That they they, they could understand. He know he he can solve the death problem. So he sat, and what did he speak then? He spoke the Bhagavatam hmm? that he'd heard from Bias. He spoke the Bhagavatam and taught uh, through the example of the gopis, Hmm. how to solve the problem of death, how to kill your ego. hmm? They had everything to lose, the gopis. Their whole village reputation would be lost. They left their homes, their families, their children, the milk boiling over on the stove in the night to go and meet Krishna. Hmm? Ego death and, of course, more. Hmm? This is the entry level of the Bhagavatam. Death to the false ego Hmm? and the higher serving ego and identity comes out, the enjoying ego that has to die. Hmm? So... uh, Sutta Goswami, what, what, Mahap- what Balaram has done, has established a speaker, ultimately, for the Bhagavatam. Hmm? We're hearing here Sutta Goswami's narration of the Bhagavatam. He's narrating how he heard it, what he heard in the assembly where Sugadev spoke to Raj Pariksit. And he, when he begins his speech in Bhagavatam, he gives his respects to Sutta Goswami, his Siksha guru, from whom I heard this. Hmm? So this was spoken later on at Naimisharanya by Sutta Goswami, who had been appointed as the speaker there hmm? by Balaram. See the service of Balaram, again, what he's done for Braj Bhakti. Hmm? Bhagavatam is the way. Mahaprabhu came and taught his Nam Dharma and taught, he made Srimad Bhagavatam his heart. It's Srimad Bhagavatam. It is the, really the. It is about the um, Radha's love for Krishna. This is what Mahaprabhu came to taste. Mahaprabhu, the 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 transcendental, beyond time origins, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are in the apex of Srimad Bhagavatam. It reaches its 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 uh, apex, its zenith. Theological uh, zenith in Rasalila, these Ras Panchajai, five chapters of the Rasalila. And Krishna has left the Rasa dance uh, with Radha. And the other gopis go looking for him. Then he leaves Radha. The other gopis catch up with her. Their separation is great for Krishna. Her separation is greater than all of theirs combined. They're amazed by it. And Krishna's peeking out to see what would happen, and and he was schooled. Hmm? He thought himself the teacher of love. Hmm? He was schooled by Radha's uh, separation. What was the intensity of her love? He thought, oh, I have to learn about that. Oh, I'm supposed to be the king of love, Rasaraj, but I don't know about that. What what she sees in me, I I have not had the same experience. It's so it's so profound and deep and so the Krishna's desire to become to, to taste the love of Radha so the black lord chose black time Kaliyuga Yuga came in a golden form hmm, to try to taste Radha's love and his book was Srimad Bhagavatam he would hear Srimad Bhagavatam daily in Jagannath Puri and in, Vrndabh- uh, in Navadvip hmm, from Ganathar Pandit Garada Pandit is is the is the Radha of Gorlila. Radha manifesting as 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 Mahaprabhu's fast childhood friend from school. Hmm? Imagine what kind of Bhagwat discourse would come from the lotus mouth of Garada Pandit. And he followed Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Puri. And there he would speak to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu daily from Simad Bhagavatam. By the time Srinivas Acharya got there, hm? Uh The the page, there was nothing left. In the copied manuscript, the tears of Gadadhar Pandit had washed away the the pages, Hmm? and Gadadhar passed away. Hmm? So imagine the kind of Bhagwat-kata Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was was engaged in, what he drew from Srimad-Bhagavatam. This wealth Nityananda Prabhu wanted us to have he wanted that we would have a qualified speaker, hmm? someone with, with realization, hmm? uh, not, uh, not the professional speaker. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati in his mission in the early uh, part of the previous century was dealing with professional Bhagwat speakers who were making a living out of speaking the Bhagavatam. His guru, Gorkashor Das Babaji, there's a famous story of how he set up, he had his place of bhajan, keeping to himself, and one famous bhagwat speaker came to Nadia to speak, and he set up shop right next to where Gorkashordas Das Babaji's place of bhajan was. And uh, so many people came, and his thinking was that, I'll set my bhagwatam, sapta, they would do what we call a sapta, seven days, because the Bhagavatam was spoken in seven days to Maharaj Pariksit, who, not like the popular audiences that come and pay a few rupees to hear the Bhagavatam for seven days, and then eat popcorn and cotton candy and ride the Ferris wheel. I've seen it. Hmm? After, after the, Then they go back the next day and so forth. No, he fasted from for food and drink for seven days and night. Hmm? This is uh, Raj Pariksit, and he was a king. Imagine what kind of luxuries he was accustomed to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, this professional kind of speaking was going on and the fellow thought, I'll set up my shop next to because he's famous as a as a Mahapurush. And so he'll you know, I'm gonna speak to Bhagam, so naturally he'll come to my class, and then I'll be able to say, even Gaur Kishore does Babaji comes to my classes. Just see. <laughs> this was his thinking. <laughs> so of course Babaji Marsh didn't didn't go there at all. And after it was done uh, one fellow who was assisting Babaji Jamar said that uh, he, he told him, C- can you go next door and clean that place over there? And so the fellow thought, Babaji Mars, I know a lot of people were there and so forth, but the Bhagavatam was just spoken there for seven days. What can I do to clean that? He said, oh, you heard Bhagavatam. I only heard rupee, rupee, rupee. Dollar, dollar, dollar. That's all I heard in his heart. Well, that was all I could hear. Hmm? He was speaking the text artfully and so forth, but his motive was only to become famous, to make a living, to put your on his on his uh, plate and so forth. This hmm? Bhakti said, Thakur made a diorama once.
2: Hmm.
0: He made a number of them, theistic dioramas to illustrate points. This is a very um, progressive thing to do. It would be like making a multi." media kind of presentation of uh, points from Srimad Bhagavatam and so forth. This is a hundred plus years ago, Hmm? a hundred years ago. Um, So it's very forward, his thinking was very forward to use modern technology and uh, means in which people are explaining other ideas to explain the theology of the Bhagavatam and so forth. So he had made a diorama and uh number of them and one of them was a man um speaking the hm, and behind him was a veil a like a cloth a thin cloth and behind that was his family and babies and um, and so forth and and they were eating back there something like that and so the, uh, the implication of it was that He's giving Bhagavatam, but he's not like Sukadev. Naked, he had no cares, no anything the, uh, uh, and was and, and as, as Suta Goswami, the son of Ramaharshan, who Balram established on the seat, said when he began to speak Bhagavatam hmm, about his Guru Sukadev, he said. Ha ha guhyam. My Guru Dev Sukadev spoke this not out of any need, but out of Karuna. Karuna means. Compassion, out of a fullness hmm, that was overflowing onto others, he spoke this—the secret, Purana Guyam, the secrets of this Purana, hmm, the Raj hmm. So this uh, goes on. Balram wanted to kind of make a make a point about this. Hmm. He slayed the Ramarshan. He put appropriate speaker on, hmm. and then he asked, "Now." Tell me something else to do, Balaram. So they said, well, uh, okay. then." to set an example for the rest of the people, you should go on a pilgrimage throughout South India. And by the way, there's this other guy who keeps coming and disturbing our sacrifices. He's urinating on the sacrifices, this kind of ape-like guy. Uh, his name was Balabala. If, you could, if we could kind of like get rid of him, that would be good too. So he also then went and took care of Balwala And this is then, all the demons are gone. All they're all connected in some way by family, if you study it, so forth. They're all finished. Hmm? Krishna's returned to Vrindavan. He'll he's now he's he's come back to Kurukshetra and 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 he'll wind up the Yadu dynasty and the Kurus and so forth through Arjuna and the and the deeds of the Yadus themselves and so forth. Hmm? And Balaram, what has he done, as I said? He's established that there must be a proper speaker of Bhagavatam to hear from him. He put on the, th- on the seat the one who would speak, who would relate to us that which Vyas witnessed, which Nard witnessed, the wonder of the boy, Sukadeva, speaking uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? What is Srimad Bhagavatam then? It's, it's, it, it's thought that without having studied Bhagavatam, if one has studied all the other texts, one hasn't got really proper education. It's the hub around which all the other scriptures orbit and should be understood in the context uh, in context of. Hmm? Jiva Goswami makes a nice point in Krishna Sandarbha. He says that in the Puranas there are some things said by sages that aren't true, that aren't correct. These sages were engaged by Vyas to put into Literary form, the oral tradition, the sub the sound and so forth. And he said he says it right there in Krishna Sandarbha, based on Sumat Bhagavatam, tenth canto, seventy seventh chapter, thirtieth verse. Hmm. His understanding of the verse is that there are that some say to speak and and uh they don't have the right conclusions on certain issues. And these things have he says have made their way into some Puranas. Hmm. And sometimes they say, if we look at the things, they say things that are contradictory. And the message of the Bhagavatam in that verse also is that people who speak contradictorily, contradict themselves, they, 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 they can't be taken seriously, or we have to see that the contradiction is only apparent and find out how to harmonize it and so forth. It's a very nice point that he's making. It's a very powerful and revolutionary point. Hmm? It's a point about how to be an essential hearer and understander and ultimately, share or distributor disseminator of the message of the Bhagavatam. with them. It's not some memorization only. It's not like we were saying the other day, carrying the heavy burden of just knowing the 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 the, the uh, what do they say the the letter of the verse, and not the spirit of the verse, not the context, what the implication is. Hmm? what the reasoning what 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 the implication of it is that you can reason about and play out and so forth. This is how to hear the Bhagavatam and in a in a good, healthy dose of common sense. I mean he's making a powerful statement. He's saying some Puranas can't be taken seriously in some places. Hmm? And he uses the Bhagavatam as a reference for that. Hmm? He's using it in the context of his argument for Krishna's two Bhagavan Swami, which the whole Krishna Sandarbha is about, that Krishna is the source of all incarnations. So in other places they say it in different ways. And he said, well, they don't know the whole thing. See, they don't have their, they, they didn't have full, proper understanding. And it found its way into a Purana. But he shows how Bhagavad, the, all the other Puranas, revolve around this hub. Hmm? Very expertly in Krishna Sandharva. Such a beautiful work. Mm. And... Um, So, this is, I mean, this is a heavy statement. He even speaks about the Shruti. He says, sometimes we find contradictory statements in the Shruti. And Bhagavatam says, we can't take seriously somebody that contradicts himself. I mean, this is the Veda, the Upanishads. He makes this point. So, he's also telling us, like this, we should, we we can't be, uh, the guru said this before and we can't be stuck on a meaning that, 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 that doesn't apply in our times or maybe there's a reason why he said it. It's not making sense entirely. And so we have to think about how to look at what the spirit behind, what it might have been the context in which it was spoken and so forth. And this is, how, this is what the Bhagavatam is saying. It's what jiva Goswami is saying by that verse as to how we should go about understanding the sacred text. It's not just a memorization thing. You have to have realization. Realization means you can lo- reason about it. Hmm? How should you hear the Bhagavatam? What does Bhagavatam say? Nityam <inaudible> say You should study it very carefully, regularly, daily. Hmm? How, what does the Gita say? Hmm? He said, Madh-bhakta, uh, Idam-madh... mad, idam mum. is it? Idam... Ad bhaktam paramam, hmm? um, <laughs> he says. Idam um, tu uh, tu te paramam bhaktieshu adi. What's that word? Adi bhaktieshu adyasyati. Adyasyati. He's at the end of the Gita, the conclusion of the Gita. He's saying uh somebody with devotion who uh, uh, explains the Gita, Adyashyati, hmm, to other devotees, this person is very dear to me. Hmm? And the word adyashati means, according to the commentators, who looks at every word and thinks about it, how it could mean so many different things, what are the implications of it, and so forth explains like this. It means the person has to have listened to it real carefully, studied it really carefully. This is what we call submissive hearing. We put together a book uh, called Oh My Friend, Myself, Babru, Vrindaranya. Hmm? Some of you know it. Someone said, this is speculation. It's a book about Prabhupada's eternal sentiment, for example. Hmm. Well, that's what the book's about, based on the things that he said at different times, and the implication of that, and so forth, and so on. He said, our process is submissive hearing. Hmm? This is just speculation. (laughs) Wait, what are you talking about? This is what submissive hearing is. Who's so attached to the words of the guru, you go and find out, and listen, look, and when that becomes a subject of interest, what is my guru's sentiment? Let's see what he said. Did he say anything? Let's look at the whole body of everything he said, and analyze it with anything, any, 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 any hint. Hmm? Here's a hint. Here could be, maybe not. But the same hint is over here and over here. And he, and he was. There. And all of a sudden, you find he said so many things about it. Hmm? He indicated it in so many ways. You can't find. Uh, people have determined my guru is in this sentiment, and he's this uh, gopi, so forth. Uh, based on one line, hmm? one. One one verse. Paramam Guhyam hmm. hmm. Abhidashyati. Abhidashyati. Hmm. So, who explain uh, very? Who pays close attention? Hmm. He'll he or she they'll find these gems, and then they'll have the reasoning to support it, and so forth, and so the book comes out. It's beautiful, charming. This is this is. Submissive hearing. Hmm? And it's not this submissive hearing. It's the Guru Maharaj didn't speak anything about that. We're just showing it right here. No, he didn't speak anything. In fact, he didn't speak anything. <laughs> I put my finger in. And he shouldn't speak anything. Hmm? It's not supposed to be spoken about. Didn't he, didn't he teach that? Well, apparently, <laughs> you didn't quite put it all together. And you weren't that submissive. Hmm? And you want to chastise about submissive hearing. Hmm? Yeah, and you want you you want to say that this has no value to us. Knowing what is Prabhupada's rasa has no value. <laughs> well, you have, you have no value to us, sir. <laughs> if you think that has no value. Hmm? The, uh, we, how valuable is it to know that Rupa Goswami is is uh, is in Madhuri Rasa, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to taste Madhuri How valuable is that to us? That's all Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's a pretty valuable point. Hmm? So, Uh, uh, And uh, there's other reasons why it's important, of course, relative to our level of progress and so forth. Hmm? But this comes from submissive and attentive hearing to be able to bring out an explanation of the implication of this. He said over here, this he said here. He was asked, Nikunjayuno Radikeli Siddhai, what does it mean? How did he reply? Did he say, yes, it means the Guru is in Madhya Rasa? He said, well, that's Vishwanachakavati Thakur speaking about. He wrote it for his guru. It could be Madhuryas, but it could be Sakurasa also. Why would anybody say that? <laughs> Unless, well, he had affinity for Sakurasa. As so much other evidence comes, somebody who can read the poem of Prophet like Pujapatri to that he wrote on a on a and say, "Here's Taibao for for Sakurasa." Hmm? This is the sub, sub, to hear submissively, hmm? you know, to 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 look at his words and and. and 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 approach them spiritually and so forth. Hmm? Hmm. So this is what this uh, proper uh speaking derives from. Hmm? It, it, Rupa Goswami says that that in order to engage in shastra yukti not keval yukti. Yukti means reasoning. So western philosophy is keval yukti. It's like the mind and intelligence Unhinged from revelation. Just think about it, however you want, <laughs> as many ways, and just you know, go on with it, and and, uh, and remain as confused as ever, and continue overeating, which is a pretty confused thing to do, right? Hmm? We <laughs> as much as we can digest, but here we are. We, the tongue, the stomach says, "I'm hungry." We eat. The tongue says, "More, and I'm full." Still, I follow the tongue. You're not a very intelligent person, hmm? and you're known as a great philosopher. Hmm? Prague would say he is fool number one. <laughs> what would we learn from such a from such a person? Hmm? So something we may learn, but not the whole picture. That's for sure. Hmm? <laughs> this is uh, this is the again. This is the yoga. This is this is the subjective objectivity. We make ourselves put ourselves on the altar. Hmm? And separate ourselves from matter hmm? to know ourselves, not just to think about ourselves but to be ourselves all that we are. We think ourselves out of ourselves, and there are, you know, there's a lot of philosophy that you know ends up with that kind of inclusion: there is no self hmm? uh, materialistic and quasi spiritual ideas also hmm? so <sighs> Shastra Yukti, that is a different thing from Kable Yukti. Shastra Yukti means Yukti reasoning that's tied to revelation. And revelation means the outreach of the the Godhead, of the universal intelligence to us. Hmm? That, that that there's life out there. Hmm? There's meaning, there's purpose. And it 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 it, it, it speaks to the earth, everywhere, but everyone's not listening, of course. And if you tune your ear properly, then you can hear the message of Srimad Bhagavatam that exceeds the pages of the verses of 18,000 slogans. Ayurhadati vaipumsam udyanastuṭ te yonasau. Tasyartayat yano nitya uttama sloka vartaya. We hear the Bhagavatam and every day the sun rises and we're going, "Ah, uh, yes, Srimad Bhagavatam has said, this is what the, the world, it's what the world is saying the sun rises and it's killing everyone with its sets. as it sets, except for one, hmm? who speaks about Uttamas Sloka who's always speaking about Krishna, who's described with the choicest poetry. Poetry, as I've said, is used to speak about him, about his leela, hmm? because poetry is a language that is, it's help, seeks to help us participate in the more of life. <coughs> hmm? the more of life, as I've often said. In poetry, the wings, the moon has wings and flies across the sky. Hmm? Is this a lesser way to speak about it or is this a more way of all the possibilities? Math, by contrast, is a descriptive language, but it lends itself to controlling.
1: Hmm?
0: Poetry doesn't lend itself to controlling the world, but participating in the more that that it seems is out there unlimited possibilities Hmm? the stones can talk and we can learn from them it's possible Hmm? and here we worship stones (laughs) (laughs) and people think why are they worshiping (laughs) stones Because stones can talk it's possible you know bhagavatam the poetic voice of sukudeva the poetic pen of the As to speak about the more and the, so much more, speaking about consciousness, which is the more, and then the consciousness of consciousness. This is the subject of Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? Krishna is the supreme consciousness, and it's speaking about his consciousness. That means Radha's love for him. That is Jaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? This is way beyond one o one the difference between matter and spirit, hmm? that's the entry level, that's there in Bogdan, that goes way beyond that. Such a such an important topic. Such a current topic. It is the topic of the day in, in the learned circles of of uh, trying to figure out who we are, which, which is what we're all trying to do hmm? in, in a secular world hmm? and in the, a the religious world. Hmm? Mm. Important topic, and that's the topic of Srimad Bhagavatam. And we have to have a qualified speaker. Balaram, mm. what a service he's done. Mm. And, ha- and he taught us that, that that qualified speaker has to have heard nicely, not just in one ear and out the other, but by because he's rendered service practically. Mm. could see it went into his heart, it changed him, and so forth. Mm. So he appointed Sukadev, uh, Sutta, Sutta Goswami. Hmm? and what do we find in Gorlila?
1: Hmm?
0: we find a, a beautiful parallel to this story Krishna Kaviraj tells his own story he says this is Veda Guhyam this is a secret of the, of the, as the Vedas the secrets of the Vedas that aren't be, supposed to be told to just anyone and everyone who's not qualified to hear not, doesn't have a, a receptive ear hmm? but if I don't tell it then the glory of Nityananda will not be known. So I'm going to tell it. Hmm? This is what happened to me. I was living with my brother at his house. I told this briefly the other day. We'll go into a little detail. Hmm? And there was a, sen- a all-night Sankirtan taking place. Hmm? And one of the servant friends, friends of Nityananda Prabhu, Miniketana Ramdas was his name, he came to the assembly and everyone paid respect to him. Hmm? And 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 from his tears, from his eyes, constantly tears flowed. Hmm? People would pay obeisance, and he would climb on their shoulders as they got up and play his flute. And he was crazy, wild person. Hmm? And when he would chant "Nitananda," roar "Nitananda," everyone would just just be. Uh, amazed and in wonder there hmm? the whole body would be thrilled hmm? such was his, 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 his power his love for Nityananda he was another Nityananda so to speak one of the Dwadasa Gopals, one of the internal associates of, of Balaram in, in Goloka come with him hmm? he came to the assembly hmm? but the priest was there and the priest didn't show any respect to him hmm. so he noted that Afterwards, he blessed the assembly. And on leaving, he had a conversation with my brother, who was the, yeah, the, uh, whose household it was. And I saw him. He broke his flute. They said the Brahmins used to curse someone with a thread, and they break the thread by making a curse. So he broke his flute. So Krishna Dha said, I could understand the implication. I could understand what happened. Hmm? My brother, I talked to him afterwards and I confirmed it. He had some, fa- he had faith in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but he didn't have, them. You know, maybe Nityanandapu was something. I, I'm not sure. Hmm? He said, this is your doom, this this thinking. This is like half-chicken philosophy. Hmm. Hmm? Right? You, you cut off his head because that head's costing you money. Well, the other hole at the bottom is making you money by selling eggs and you just went out of business, you fool. Hmm? Who doesn't have regard for Nityanandapu? equal to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, has not understood Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? He said, better don't believe in either of them than to, than to believe in one and not the other, because then you're really pretending to believe. Hmm? You, don't really, you don't really understand. Hmm? You, you espouse devotion to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but you have no respect for Nityananda Prabhu. then we know you really don't understand Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You don't have any devotion at all. Mm. Prabhu he started the devotion to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Okay. He, he's the he's the doorway to that. Hmm? He's given us Sutta Goswami to speak to Bhagavatam. Hmm? So what did Krishna das say? Uh, 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 I think he he, he said. Uh, he said I think yeah, he said. Or Ramdas, Mindikatan Ramdas said, Today I've met another Romaharshan Sutta. No, he didn't kill him. He broke his flute. Hmm. It's Kali Yuga, so. There's no slaying of the demons in Kali Yuga, just slaying of their demonic tendencies or setting an example by which other people will overcome them. So he broke his flute. Today I met another Romaharshan sutta. So they he's living, living in Krishna Lila, practically. Hmm. He understands Gor Lila is the window to Krishna Lila. You cannot... Worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu without worshiping Krishna—it's impossible because that's what He's all about. He's the personified worship of Radha, of 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 Krishna in the in the mood of Radha. This to the extreme, then. Hmm? So, uh, Krishna left that place. That was where he was living. He left, walked as far as he could, and slept along the roadside. And Ram came to him in a dream. Hmm? surrounded by other Gopals, and they were chanting, Krishna, 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 like this. Krishna, Krishna, bellowing almost like drunk and intoxicated. Hmm? And and this is a special kind of dream, obviously. And in the dream he said, I bless you, go to Vrindavan. Hmm? wealth. you will find your real wealth there. Go to Vrindavan. You're a homeless person. Go to Vrindavan.
1: Hmm?
0: Those who have no place to live, Hmm? (laughs) <laughs> who cannot live where there is not devotion to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm? real devotion, hmm? they come and live with me in Vrindavan. Hmm? This is for the homeless people. Prabhupada was a homeless person in the Bowery. But as said about him in his birth, he could build a house big enough the whole world could live in. Hmm? In his heart. That is Vrindavan. Hmm? He told the story when I went with Prabhupada to Gita Nagari and we toured the farm and so forth and the cows. We were in the cow shed and then we were all standing there in the cow shed and then one mouse ran hmm? like that and everybody. And then, and then and Prabhupada said just see there was a mouse and there's a cat over here hmm? and there's a dog over here and then there the cows and the humans and everybody, and everybody lived peacefully. In other words the cat the, the cat didn't go after the mouse the dog didn't go after the cat. The cows didn't at the, moo at the commotion that raised by the dog, and we didn't go chase anybody. And stop that! Hmm? He said, "Just see it is it Brendaubin. The, the mouse, the cat, the dog, the cows, the people, the children, everybody living harmoniously." Hmm? And then, as I've mentioned before, when the next day we went to get on the bus, the bus was a, was a greyhound bus we had turned into a temple. We had deities of Chaitanya Nityananda on the bus. And so we rode from New York City to to about a five, six hour drive to this farm in Pennsylvania. So we went to get on the bus, and I was right behind Prabhupada, and he turned to me. He said, Did you see it? I said, See what, Prabhupada? He said, There was the mouse, and the cat, and the dog, and the children, and the cows, all living harmoniously. This is Brindavan. He said, And then we got on the bus. He turned to me again. So did you see it? He said it again. (laughs) And he went through the whole thing again. And I said, Prabhupada, you are Vrindavan. I'm seeing you. You are Vrindavan. I'm on a bus with you. <laughs> I'll take a back seat on this bus, <laughs> whatever. So, uh, this this kind of company, this kind of company we want. We want the person Bhagavatam and the book Bhagavatam. Vandeshi Krishna Chaitanya. Nityananda Sahodito, Gododai Pushpabanto, Chitto Samdo Tamonudo. Krishna Das this is his Namaskar verse. He has two Namaskar verses where he respects the gives respects, offers his respects before uh reciting the book. This is a specific one where his deities, the deities of the book are identified, Gora Nityananda. Hmm? He offers respects to them. Then he gives his commentary on that verse. He says, the love of God that they come to give, that dispels the darkness hmm? of ignorance, of of fruit of desire. So even the desire for mukti. That is, they give that to you through two bhagavatas. They bring you in touch with the book Bhagavata and the person Bhagavata, hmm? who's tasting the mellows of the Bhagavat. And that way, this way, you don't get just the book. (laughs) And you don't get a person Without the book, because the person represents the book. He or she speaks from the book, explains the book, and supports their, their, the points raised from the book and so forth. Through them, th- this this brain will come. This is how they give this brain out. Hmm? Through two Bhagavatas. We should pay attention to them. Hmm? So, so we find here what? Nidhanam the Prabhu, what can we say? We can understand. He is Ram. There are so many parallels you find if you could study the literature between Gor lila and Krishna-lila. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu do so many things that just a little different. But we can see, oh, this is how he did it in Krishna-lila. This is, he's doing it again in a different lila and Ram. So here is the, the same idea extended, of course, to communicate us, the other Nityananda in a sense. Hmm? He saw another Ramaharshan and and he, he praised Krishna Das for walking out hmm? Go to Vrindavan and hear from Rupa, Sanatan, Gopal Goswami, Jiva Gosami. And this is what he did. Krishna Das What came out of that? Hmm? Chaitanya Charitamrita. What is Chaitanya Charitamrita? It is the distilled essence of Srimad Bhagavatam.
1: Hmm?
0: If you want to understand Srimad Bhagavatam, that's the distilled essence of all the scriptures compiled by Vyas in his maturity. Hmm? as it's described. Huh? And what is Chaitanya Bhagavatam? It is Chaitanya Charitam. It is the distilled essence of the Bhagavatam. Hmm? This is the book par excellence for the Gaudias. All the, all the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave the Rupa Sanatan, Jeeva Gosami, Gopa was all there in Chaitanya Charitam. And he condensed to it. And he wrote it in the local vernacular in Bengali for the, for the general people. Hmm? So, so, hmm? This book alone, and uh, And it was given to us, ostensibly, by Natananda Prabhu. Hmm? He commissioned Krishnas, you go there. I have a mission for you there. Hmm? You will become the next Sutta Goswami. Hmm? The Bhagavatam goes on. It doesn't end after 18,000 verses. It continues on, just like the Leela continues on. The emotional life of Bhagawan continues... And in the depths, the the, 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 the the furthest reach of that emotional life in introspection, in Krishna-lila, this Chaitanya-lila comes out. What am I? Why am I? What is Radha's love for me? And Chaitanya is born. And Krishna is in his Acharya-lila, and it's a madness. Hmm? As I said before, guru and disciple, two mad people. They belong together. Hmm? <laughs> Yeah, the guru has chanting a name and he can't, the, the nectar of the two syllables, he can't do justice to with one tongue and two ears. He needs thousands of tongues, thousands of ears, to help him. Hmm? So for this reason, collecting help, he said, help me, help me. Hmm? The other person is thinking, help me, help me. The student is thinking, help me, help me. He's thinking, help me, help me. We're, we're speaking the same language. We should be together. We should live together. Hmm? in madness and forget the world. Hmm.
2: Uh,
0: okay. he, he, it, it, so Nityananda, he has given us Chaitanya Charitamrita. He gave us the Chaitanya Bhagavad also. Hmm? The book of Vrindavan Das Thakur. His Ishtadeva, as I said the other day, is Balaram. Balaram, he said, in the Antaryami, Nityananda Antaryami means Nityananda is in the throne of my heart. Hmm? And he gave me order to write this book, Chaitanya Bhagavad. You see how Ram, Balaram, hmm? as I said, is giving Krishna. Hmm? Continually, ongoing, in the Leela, always showcasing Krishna's love, directly participating, as an organizer overseeing Dasya, Vatsalya, or and, and, and Sakya. Indirectly, hmm? he's fostering the the, the romantic life of Radha and Krishna. Hmm? Here in his Leela, he gives us gives us this proper speaker of the Bhagavatam and a good lesson about that. Hmm? And as it goes on, the life of Krishna into Gaur Leela, then there must be a Chaitanya Bhagavat, a Chaitanya Charit Amritam, hmm? a book about the is the immortal uh, character of, of, of consciousness. Chaitanya means consciousness the immortal character of consciousness. As I said, these are books that are about important subjects. It's about consciousness. Who knows it has an immortal uh, character, and it's and it's amrit. Amrit means the immortal, and it means nectar. Hmm? It's the, 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 uh, the rasa, of the, as you just say, the, the, the consciousness of consciousness is what it's about. Hmm? And Ram has given us that, Father Ram, Hari Ram. Hmm? Nitinandaram. So, a very important person in uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism. She Nitinandaram ki jai. She Baldev ki jai. She Baldev Purnim ki jai. She Krishna Janmashtami Mahamotsava ki jai. Gol Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Gol Premanande. So, was the time? Any question? I refreshed my memory last night after the discussion about uh, Bharat Maharaj by looking at the tikka of Vishwanath Thakur And yes, he said, yes, that in Bhav Bhakti, sometimes uh, Krishna will cause his devotee to do something unbecoming. Hmm? And then by that, make him so humble and remorseful, Hmm? drowning, he said, in an ocean of remorse, Hmm? he will come to swim in the ocean of praying, surf the ocean, the tidal wave of praying. Hmm? Sometimes, and the Lord will arrange to embarrass the devotee in some way, And I remember that story about that the told about that the devotee in Sarup same Samadhi. He's in Bahava And he was worshipping the deity and then he got distracted by a prostitute and uh, a gold ornament or something it was in the house of the prostitute and then he made arrangements. It was found out. It was there and he was exposed and so forth. And he became humble. And So sometimes the Lord makes this arrangement with, with like Bart Bartmarsh. Uh, as um, Vishwan Chakritaku said, he, you know, the, the text shows he gave up everything. Bharatmarsh was the king of it. India. is named after Bharatmarsh. It's called Bharat, Bharatavarsha. So he gave up the whole kingdom. He went begging door to door, he ended up living in the forest. He had no attachment. How could he become attached to a deer? He's involved. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So he said, these kind of things. This is called Shobana Karma. Shobana means beautiful karma. It's karma packaged together, arranged by Krishna, hmm, that he gives to the devotee to cause them to be more humble. Hmm? He arranges something in their lives. Hmm? And you should really be thoughtful about this point because you may not be in Bhava Bhakti, but Krishna is in your life as much as Harinam is in your life and you're chanting sincerely and serving your guru. Hmm? Krishna is in your life. What you do karmically, that you're not getting you're getting some edited form of that how you may get shobana karma that wasn't even yours mm. hmm, that he gives you hmm, to beautify you mm. to help you he may put you in a situation that you suddenly you know do something that what did they do that how could I? what did what did you do that how did that where did that come I thought yeah. hmm. it's possible hmm. and then what we see if that's the case that, that what do you become uh, learn from that grow grow from that and so we should be careful and also the lesson is about judging uh, judging the devotees we should be careful we should also we should be careful we should be thoughtful but um, if we see great attachment for Krishna for guru and service and so forth uh, then we might think something going on here out of the ordinary and then it will play itself out after all Vyas the great editor of the scriptures and author of Bhagavad and so forth. How was he born? Parashara, who was a Vyas himself, a compiler of the sacred text, suddenly fell in love with a a fisherman's daughter when going across the river and had the union intimacy with her and Vyas was born. He was an illegitimate <laughs> child. Vyas, and people want to say, unless you're a Brahmin, you cannot read the Veda <laughs> it, was, it was compiled by an illegitimate son. Hmm. So something wonderful came out of it, in other words. So, this is Shobana karma mm. It's a special arrangement of Krishna. So I think there's any question here?:
2: It's uh, from B.B. Tadmana. How do you differentiate between a madhyamadhikari and a maridikhari who acts as a ma for preaching purposes? Preach which are the particular symptoms of this last one case.
0: Maharaj, is that the question you asked me online that I haven't been able to answer yet, or find time, or is this a different question? You want to know, forgive me for that, what's the difference between a Madhyam and a Uttamadhikari, and how will we know the difference between an Uttamadhikari who's acting like a Madhyamadhikari, and the Madhyamadhakari who's acting like a Madhyamadhakari, right? That seems to be the question. Well, uh, the difference between the Madhyamadhakari and Uttamadhakari is that the Uttamadhakari, primarily to be brief here, is characterized by discrimination and proper discrimination, which is said to be the better part of valor. Hmm? And the Uttamadhakari's life is characterized by not uh, being indiscriminate. Interestingly, the Kanishta is also characterized by lack of discrimination. Um, but <laughs> there's, a, there's a stage beyond discrimination that enables one to see everything is all right. The kaniṣṭhādhikari sees everything's all wrong. <laughs> That's his lack of discrimination. Uh, he can't discriminate uh, very well, between right and wrong, who's advanced, who's not advanced, and so forth. <laughs> uh, he lacks discrimination. Uh, but the Uttamadhakari has gone beyond uh, discrimination. In other words, he's, for the, the Madhyamadhakari will have to, he'll want to take prasadam. Hmm? If you offer him some food, then, that has been offered to the deity, then he'll want to offer that in his mind before taking it. The Kanishadhakari will think, Oh, prasadam, thank you. <laughs> hmm. He only takes prasadam, thank you. Hmm. But it, I didn't offer it, Maraj. He, he said he sees you as the agent of Krishna, taking care of him. Hmm. It's prasad. It's a vision, you see. He doesn't. The, the Kneeshthadi has to make the offering, do it right, and so forth. The Madhyamadi will be offering in the mind. Uthamadi would just just use this example, you see. Oh, Krishna's provided some prasadam. Hmm. Very nice. Hmm. He's not thinking about eating and maintaining himself and so on and so forth. He's, some assistance has been provided by Krishna. He sees the assistant as Krishna's agent. He's giving him his mercy. Something like that. Hmm. So there's a lack of discrimination there. Hmm. We, 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 we shouldn't try to imitate that. We should discriminate. We should try to be like a Madhya Madhikari. And have proper discrimination, who to associate with and who not to associate with. Hmm? How to associate with one type of devotee, how to associate with another type of devotee. With our peers, we'll make friendships and share our realizations. With those who are um, um, less advanced, we share our understanding with them. With those who are more advanced, we render service to them. Hmm? So this is a kind of uh, discrimination and uh, fourfold discrimination is given there for the Monte Madikari. So he's characterized by this discrimination. That's why I say, as much as there is this pro- appropriate scriptural-based discrimination factored into our lives, as much as we're moving in the direction of intermediate devotee and away from the Kanishta, because the Kanishta is characterized by the inability to discriminate between, for example, hmm, the, the classic examples given in the Bhagavatam, He sees the deity, there's Krishna, Hmm? but he cannot see Krishna in the Vaishnava where Krishna is more present. In other words, the Vaishnava will be speaking on the dais about the Bhagavatam. There will be a large crowd and the Kaniṣṭhādhikāri will come in with his family, move through the crowd, get up to the front of the altar and put a rupee in the box and, and walk out. Something like that, and think he served Krishna nicely. And why were all these other people in the way and all that, that talking and so forth? Hmm. Meanwhile, the fact of the matter is, Krishna is more present in, in the talk given. Hmm. He's there because someone has brought him there by speaking about him, and others have come and heard, and the temple has been built, and so on and so forth. So, the Krishna Satakar you can't discriminate where Krishna is more more present. Hmm. So. The uh, uh, much as we, we the proper appropriate discrimination is being factored in our life, we're moving in the direction of the of the, the Madi Madikari, and therefore the mudhimagari, Madi because he makes a discrimination, or she discriminates between the receptivity of a person, how much time to spend with them. He's not equal to everybody, because but in a broader sense, he is. He reciprocates with people relative to the level of their interest, capacity to understand, and take advantage. So he'll deal differently with everybody, but equally, he will equally give, share the medicine, the food, it will be medicine at first, uh, uh, of Krishna consciousness uh, uh, relative to their interest and so forth. So the outreach, the dissemination, the the dispensation, hmm, be to be engaged in that, this requires some discrimination. And you'll discriminate how to do that. Hmm? You don't just go up to people and say, Krishna's God, and his skin is blue, and he plays a flute. Accept him, you know. You think, how am I going to explain Krishna and blue and the flute and all these things? And you know, so he has to very much exercise discrimination. This is the beginning of nishta. Nishta means really find discrimination, and then comes ruchi. Oh, I was making a point before, and I and I didn't come back to it, but I had said that in order to do that Shastrayukti, right? That's different from kabelyuktih. Western philosophy, logic, reasoning based on the scripture and draw the conclusions. One has to have some ruchi, svalpam, svalpam, Papam what do you say, ruchi, a little bit of ruchi, has a little taste for the thing, hmm? <coughs> for bhakti, hmm? some feeling for that, to be able to put it together and reason about it in such a way. Hmm? To Like Babru make a beautiful book like that. Hmm? I was saying, well, my friend, some ruchi must be there. Hmm? To be able to to do all that. Hmm. You come to, to present I do to to, to speak Bhagavatam thoughtfully. But so, so he's engaged, she's engaged the Madhya in Shasty Rat Nishta Samruchi or Ruchi Asakti, hmm. um, and um then Uttamadikari. Well, Uttamadikari, no discrimination, sees Krishna everywhere, everything in Krishna, Krishna in everything, hmm? Robertson says. Then who's he going to talk to about Krishna? He said everything's working according to Krishna's plan, there's no problem here. Everything's fine. So, uh, in that condition, then what is the opportunity to discriminate and see that somebody needs something or this this shouldn't be done, that should be done. You see, everything working, according to the plan of Krishna, everything's just fine. Hmm? So what we do find is that that is a state, if you will, the uttama state state of the going in and out of. We find it even in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went into the state and he came out of it. When he came out, he would preach. When he went in, he would say, huh, that... He went in. He, he 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 fell in the in the in the ocean. Hmm? In ecstasy, he thought it was the Jamuna. He jumped in in the middle of the night. His devotees went looking for him everywhere. They couldn't find him. They found a fisherman, and the fisherman was like, <gasps> <laughs> trembling and tears were coming out of his eyes. And Rupa or uh, uh, Damar Goswami said, well, "Did you find something extraordinary?" <laughs> he said, "In my net. It's in my net." I caught a fish and I touched a fish and uh, it made me like this. Hurry! Mm-hmm. Show us that fish. So they went there and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was in an undistinguishable, you know, indistinguishable, or you couldn't distinguish. He was all like his limbs had gone within and, and so forth. So Srupdhamana began a kirtan of Krishna Nam. And when Chaitanya, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to external consciousness, he said, I was with Krishna and at at, at at along the banks of the jamuna and somebody made a noise and woke me up <laughs> that noise was the kirtan of sarup damodar was such a high kirtan he was so in that condition what what kind of outreach will he do hmm? so he came he would come out and then he would speak this is what the idea of coming to the uttama speaking from a madhyama platform hmm? So we find it even in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. If you want to go into the Uttam stage and, and stay there, like Bhaktivinoda who stopped talking four years, lived in a room and they just slipped the prashadam under the door, He hmm? went mad in there, chanting. Hmm? So, um, therefore Prabhu would say, to, in order to to preach, to, to interact with people, you got to kind of come to some external consciousness if you're in Uttam So now the question is, what is the difference between someone who's doing that coming down from there and someone going up from there. Hmm? So the difference is their ability to tip to the other side, hmm? to go to the other side, and that will be in different degrees also. So therefore, we have Kanishta Kaniṣṭha, Madhyam Kanishta, Uttam Kaniṣṭha. Then we have the neophyte intermediate, the intermediate intermediate, and the superlative intermediate. And then we have the neophyte superlative the intermediate superlative, and the superlative superlative. So, they are going to be different degrees of this. So, at a certain point, someone may hear something from Bhagavatam and may, we'll, we'll take them and tip them in that direction. You see probably would, would chant, for example, maybe, Jairadamada, and sometimes he would go into trance for a few minutes, a minute, I mean, a minute's a long time, even a few seconds, and we would, we'd bring him back. Hmm? So, sometime like that, or some... Uh, this is, that more, then, more extreme hmm. examples are there. He sees the rain cloud and falls off and thinks, something that reminds him of Krishna's complexion and tips him over the scale. So, the extent and to which he may tip over the scale, hmm. and, oh, and they'll be hiding that also as much as they can in, in, in a medium kind of a space, trying to withhold that. Hmm. Not to, not to cheapen that, so forth. Hmm? So something like something like that. This is one way to tell the difference. It takes some eyes to see, and we may misread even in that regard. But um, but according to our uh, ability to discriminate, based on hearing things like this and learning, we'll try to engage in that exercise. I hope that's helpful. Yes.
2: So far I, I don't have something I can walk away with uh, about his uh, kill, uh, uh,
0: Roma Harshana.
2: Roma Harshana. And I thought you were saying that, that um, he was the last uh, thing in ourselves. He was representing Roma Harshana, the thing in ourselves that, that we have to be on guard against
0: uh well in a sense he he's he's not looked at like that in by bhakti Benod, who singles out eighteen different demons he doesn't mention from in that regard, but it represents rather than something in our self uh well you could say it can represent the 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 tendency to um uh based on the tendency which is may be there to to get the knowledge and then Use it to 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 bring prestige and honor to myself and so forth. That should be avoided, or the tendency to hear and collect information, and think you've gone somewhere, when in fact we should hear, and use our head. To soften our heart, hmm? not to make not to harden our heart, make it make ourselves proud, and to see. I just know so much, and I could turn this guy's head, and I know that verse, and so forth, and. Hmm? Something like that. All right. So, if you have more questions, anyone online or here today, we'll we'll better do them this evening. Okay. Kuntaras, okay. Srimad Bhagwat ki jai, Sri Baladev ki jai, Krishna Janmastami, Mahotsav ki jai, Prema